Hello, and welcome everyone to Decision Letter Debrief. Um, I'm new to you. Uh, my name is Anthony Palekia. I'm the Assistant Director for Enrollment Operations here at Regis College, and unfortunately, uh, Dr. Alex Petarelli couldn't be here with us today. Um, however, as I've been the producer of this podcast since its inception, we felt that I should be able to step in uh, in his absence. And I am brought today by um, two guests, which I think it, it makes it even better for me to be the guest host today. These are two um, of our wonderful residence directors here at Regis College, um, and we are going to discuss all that it means to be a resident here at Regis, but also what it means to be a resident on any college campus. So, um, for the most part, Regis College is very similar to other schools in the way they're set up in their communities and uh, different residential style livings within different halls. So a lot of students who are applying to school maybe don't think about whether or not they want to live on campus until the Common App says, do you going to be a resident or a commuter? Um, and so we want these two individuals to really hype it up and say, all of the, the benefits that come with being a resident um, at, at any college. And so um, would you two like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Ryan Moran. Um, I am the resident director of Maria Hall and St. Joseph's Hall. I have been at Regis for almost eight years, and that's due to the fact that I went to school here. Um, I was a, re a resident here for four years and then joined the, the Masters of Public Health. And yeah, that's me. I think actually, Ryan, you have been here longer than any other guest. Now, granted, of course, that includes your undergraduate um, coursework. But yeah, you have been here longer than, than Dan, Nick, uh, Tanya. Uh, so you have that, that unique distinction. Maybe Alex has been here for maybe like... <laughs> Alex was my... He was your admissions, admissions counselor. Admissions counselor. Wow. Fun fact. Look at that. Fun fact. <laughs> And, and not not to forget Kiana. Hi, everybody. My name is Kiana Esklin. So great, um, I guess, to meet you. Um, so I am the graduate resident director here in College Hall. This is my second year on campus. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about campus life. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, so you'll be you'll be graduating this year. So you are also a student here uh, at Regis as well. So you are both students. Um, you're both uh, about to graduate with, or Ryan's just graduated with her master's. Um, Ryan, what was your master's in? Master's of Public Health. Fantastic. And so um, a little interesting. So you went from undergraduate to graduate. And would you, would you recommend that for other students? A hundred percent. 100%. So I was able to take a few classes um, in my undergrad. So starting my junior year, I took one class, uh, second semester. And then from there, I took two more courses my, through uh, my senior year. So one during the first semester of senior and then second semester. And that put me a little bit ahead. Um, and it really helped to get into the, the program and stuff like that. Wow. And so that means not only have you been here for, for all that time, you also had Regis College as your uh, personal address for all that time, both as a student and now as a, a full-time staff member. Um, as uh, uh, prospective students may not know, um, the residence directors live on campus? We do live on campus. Yes, yes. yes so yes. we um, have apartments on campus um, living within our community. So Ryan lives in Maria Hall and then I live in College Hall. Mm, and then we have um, a resident director in Angela Hall. Um, she is Tawana Hawkins. Uh, John is serving as the RD right now in our Domitilla Hall. And then we have Kiana in College Hall. And that's that's the four. So, wow. yeah. So... 
so the residents, when they live on campus, they have a full-time staff member who is their neighbor. Um, yeah. What um, are there some benefits that come with that for the students? I'm sure. What do you What do you guys think? I think the biggest thing is knowing that we're there. It's like a security blanket for them. Mm-hmm. They have someone that they know is in the halls. That's a friendly face at all times. Um, do they like to, you know, have their fun? And do we hear a lot of things? Yes. But at the same time, they know that we can hear them and they, we hear a lot of things going on. Um, but at the, like, they respect us. And as long as like that mutual respect is there, you know, it hasn't been a problem my two years now in the halls. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And when you were a student, did you interact with your residence director? All the time. So my first one was Kelly Brochu. She had her dog Alfred. So we got to mingle with Alfred all the time. Um, And then from there, like it was very much in and out. I had a few graduate resident directors as mine. And then my final resident director was Jim, who was actually hired me as a grad intern when I first started back. So it was kind of fun to see how his his role worked because now I'm in his position, which is kind of weird to think that once upon a time I lived in the building that I am now in charge of. So, yeah. And so you have that little extra resource there um, in addition to how many RAs are in the building? So it ranges from each um, residence hall. So for College Hall, there's four. For Domitilla Hall, there's six. For Maria, it's seven. One in St. Joseph's Hall, eight in Angela Hall. Yeah. And that, that, so we have a team of 25 RAs total. And for anyone who, because some students listening may not have any idea what an RA is, that stands for. Can can you can you tell us what, what an RA is and I what that means? Absolutely can. They do? So yeah, it's a resident assistant, um, and they serve as a liaison, right, to connect to whether it be residential life itself or holistically to our campus partners, right. So they're that person that is available to you when you really need them. Um, they have duty times that are scheduled, but the majority of RAs are always around and they're able to help you in that space. Um, That could be anywhere from a conflict that a student may have to just, hey, I want to go to your program and I want to see my resident assistant um, be able to share some funness with us. And we love that about our resident assistants, that they have that variety and that flexibility um, to just be a student leader on our campus. So we're really appreciative of our RAs. That's amazing. Yeah. I And so I actually also was once the RD of Angela Hall. And so I oversaw eight of our wonderful RAs. Um, about how many students do the RAs have sort of assigned to them that they build those relationships with? That always fluctuates per building. So our Angela Hall community, we have about two RAs per floor. Mm-hmm. So um, roughly it's about with double rooms, it's usually about 30 people living on the floor, roughly. Um, and then my single style living I have in St. Joe's, my RA only sees over, I think it's 20 students, roughly, um, due to the fact that we also have our professional on calls who live on that floor, too. So is that different from residence directors, different from resident assistants? What are those? So we have an on-call staff system here. Um, And so that will range from our RAs being your first call. Um, Right from those individuals, we then have our professional on-calls. And that is our uh, team of grad 
interns who are in all different areas. So some serve with campus ministry, some serve with res life, others just student affairs in general. Um, they all range throughout the different offices. Um, they are all grads though. That is what makes them a little bit different. And then from there we have an administrator on call, which I serve on. And that is the call up. And then from there we have our Dean on call. And then it kind of just goes up and up depending on the, the incident that is occurring in the hall or on campus. Um, these incidents can range from really anything, but the first call usually is our RA um, and they'll call up from there um, in that order. So yeah, they live on campus as well. So right now we have, I think six or seven professional on calls um, that always also ranges. Those individuals live on campus um, in our St. Joe's uh, community and they are here about 12 months. So yeah, their contracts range from a year to two years as well. So what you're saying is 24 seven, um, a student who needs support, they have access to their resident assistant, a professional staff member on call, a residence director, an admin on call, a dean on call Yep. at any time of the day. Yep. Holidays included? We also have our counselor on calls as well for other situations. We have our health services on call. We have a bunch of on call protocols that mm-hmm. we follow, but they all are 24 seven. So and every incident obviously will be different from another, but they are always going to follow that protocol. Mm-hmm. Holidays, everything? Yep. Crazy. And our <laughs> campus police is always here 24-7 as well. What's a typical like response time if someone is in, in need of anything at all? Um, Regis's campus is incredibly big. I can't imagine it would take too long for them to get whatever support they need. Yeah, so our response time is quite fast. Um, Regis College in general is about a 10-minute walk around our campus from space to space, um, which is a fantastic, it's also a beautiful walk. If you ever have the opportunity to do the walk, please do. Um, But our response time is quite fast. There has been a scenario um, or two that we've just been able to like be there almost immediately, which is absolutely amazing and something that we really... um, just like to do right for that that safety aspect of our students. It's super important for us to make sure that everyone's safe. Um, so we're able to do that with with being a professional on call um, and administrator on call. Yeah. Wow. So we're really really great about our response time. That's incredible. That's yeah. Because like so the intended audience for this podcast is parents, support systems. But I'm I'm hopeful that students also listen along. So. It sounds like if a student and their their family are making the decision to live on campus, that Regis has really thought out sort of how to support students and what that looks like and, and really has these processes and these guides really ironed out. Does that seem like uh, accurate? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, amazing. And so that seems like one of the very first benefits, sort of ground level, if you're going to be living on campus at any college, but especially Regis College, you're going to have that support ready and waiting for you. What are some other intangible benefits or tangible benefits of someone who may be on the fence about living on campus or may not understand what it looks like or, okay, why would I want to live on campus? What does that look like? I think that it's just so nice to have right that time back for yourself, right? You can wake up, right, for your 8 o'clock class at a 7.30 if you want to, right? I think that's so convenient. And something about living on campus in general, right, is that convenience of, right, being able to get to your classes on time, 
being able to stay out late with your friends and go to an event, a soccer game, right? There are those extra benefits and that convenience that I think is so important to right navigating college. Um, I think it's a little easier than right sitting in traffic and commuting. Um, I'm also partial because I live on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like commuting. So I really think that it's something that is really beneficial for a student as they start navigating, right? How am I working with classes? How am I doing homework? I think that living on campus gives you that extra layer of convenience that you don't really need to worry about. Traffic, sitting in your car, gas, all of that stuff um, just leads to that extra convenience. That's incredible. And now, Ryan, um, can you talk to us a little bit, set the stage, what is the actual living on campus look like at Regis. So um, I'm sure we're going to have some first year Mm -hmm. families listening along, but there may be some transfers, some upper class students. So can you talk through the specific populations and communities at Regis? Yeah, definitely. So I, like I said in the beginning, I've been here for a while. I have lived in almost every dorm um, except for College Hall. Um, That was one opportunity that I did not live in, but I have lived in every dorm. Um, So our first year building is Angela Hall. It is a four floor uh, building. So we have only first years in this building. It is a dry building. um, So no alcohol is permitted. Our students in that building are typically under 21 anyway. So it is fitting. We have a gym in that building. It is one of three gyms on campus. There is four lounges altogether. Um, and our RD lives in that building as well. So right now that is Tawana Hawkins. Her office is in that building as well. What are the types of rooms? Are there triples, quads, singles, doubles? What do we got? So, uh, we have on no triples or quads anymore. When I lived here, there were triples and quads. Those are our lounges now. So each, uh, floor has a, now a lounge, which is a super cool opportunity for students to find a new space to go study and do stuff like that. So there is no no triples um, or quads in that building, but there's all doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, there is sometimes opportunities for students to buy out singles. Um, that is all dependent on numbers and stuff like that. But it is, it is typically just doubles in that space. And probably accommodations. If a student had a, a need yes, for a single, they could contact our accessibility services office and yep. start that process. But okay, so so predominantly doubles, singles here and there, um, and those eight RAs. Great. Yep. Okay. Um, our next building we can do, let's do College Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kiana can speak a little bit more to College Hall, but it is a one floor um, building. So it's on the fourth floor of our main academic building. I'm going to have Kiana speak to that building a little bit more. Absolutely. So College Hall, as Ryan stated, is a one floor residential space. So um, all the floors underneath that are offices or labs. Um, So our fourth floor um, ranges, right? um, There's a male and a female wing um, and it has doubles, triples, and quads in there, um, which is really exciting, right? So you can live um, within right, a plethora of people if you choose to do so. Um, and it's typically an upperclassman building. So we have a, a, pretty, a pretty good blend, actually, of sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And it has a lovely view of campus. Um, I'm very partial because I live there, mm-hmm. um, but it has an amazing view of our quad and overlooking just Regis College as a whole. It is a beautiful sight to, to see. Um, we also have a boat lounge. Our floor is sort of shaped in a 
you. And that's the reason why it's called the boat lounge. Um, it's not nautical and in any of the sense. Um, but there, um, is a TV, there is a kitchen, um, and then some whiteboard spaces so that people can study, um, and just be part of our community. So that's sort of what college all looks like. And I imagine the commute in that building is even better because if you have a classroom on the third floor and you live on the fourth floor, you're not. <laughs> it's perfect. You wake up, I said 7.30 for your eight, you can mm-hmm. probably do, right? 7.45, sure. brush your teeth and go down. It's amazing. Right, absolutely. And um, just to get back, Angela Hall also has kitchens yes. um, in addition. So every building? Every building has some form of kitchen somewhere. Okay. Um, so Angela does have two full kitchens two and full then kitchens. two kitchenettes. Mm-hmm. So kitchenettes would be just the refrigerator, sink maybe, and a microwave. Great. Amazing, amazing amenities there and, and lounges and both and laundry as well. Yes. Every laundry building. rooms are in the basement. Um, for laundry's college free hall, too, right? say it again. Laundry is free too, right? Laundry is free. You have to pay for hot water, but it is free otherwise. So oh. usually people just opt out to use the cold water. All right. What else we got? Domatilla. So Domatilla is our, th- it's a very similar space to our Angela Hall space. Mm-hmm. Very identical rooms actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in this space we only have three floors and then we have our garden level floor that is for our medical singles. So that is our garden level. And then from there we have our three floors that are completely identical on the first floor. We have again, two RAs on every floor. Um, and we have a triple on all three floors. Uh, these, this is also upperclassmen building. So we have, again, just like college hall, um, sophomores, juniors, and seniors living in this building kitchen on the first floor, a full kitchen. And then the other two have kitchenettes, um, laundry in the basement. And then there's multiple different study spaces. Um, secret study space in the basement across from the laundry uh that was secret oh it's a it's a secret because no one really goes down there to study uh that was my space i did my laundry and then just did they have a projector down there it's very cool very very cool um that is also our nursing space so we have nursing labs down there only nursing students get to get in that space okay interesting and then I think that leaves. So St. Joe's is mostly for upper class students, right? So So St. Joe's is our single accommodated spaces. Our fourth floor is for our grads and grad interns, predominantly our uh, grad athletic interns who are assistant coaches. Um, They work at the front desk. They do different, all these different things. That is usually their space Mm -hmm. um, up top and maybe some lingering other grads who are in grad programs. But fourth floor is, that's the fourth floor. Um, But the third floor is the only other space that has singles. Mm. Um, The rest of St. Joe's is either offices or um, like our CMS space, our veteran affairs um, and our center for inclusive excellence. And then our third floor, that's where our residential space is. They are all accommodated as singles with one bathroom um that is there's two single stall bathrooms and then a like a communal bathroom mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's well, Saint Joe's. that leaves maria hall right is the yeah last. so maria is our last space maria is actually kind of two buildings so maria is maria traditional and maria extension maria traditional is our double spaces no triples um we have our male wings and our female wings in this 
this space. And so that houses just doubles. Um, again, two RAs per floor. The layout of Maria Traditional is split up. So you have a male, male wing, a lounge in between, and then the female wing. There's two lounges um and then we have our extension that is actually connected to it those are where our bigger kitchens are we have a kitchen in the second floor lounge a kitchen in the fireplace lounge because there is a fireplace it's a creative naming (laughs) the naming of that was very creative Mm -hmm. on our part for sure um so fireplace lounge has a kitchen so that is a like a very common space for students to have events um a lot of clubs and organizations do events in that space there's a tv super bowl party was hosted there a lot of different things happen in this building Mm -hmm. um and it's just a fun space to be in so that is the the biggest common room in maria from there we have our uh sweet style living and that also has a little lounge in there for studying um there's a tv in there and then our fourth floor that's where our lounge for the kitchen is it matches the third floor. So that has uh, three four-person suites, two six-person suites, and then finally our fifth floor, which is our most coveted lounge space because it has like a study room that oversees the entire campus. Mm. You'll always see students up in that space. They have a bird's-eye view of the entire campus, which is really cool. Right. So, so Maria's got a mix of traditional residence halls, but then also that sweet style living for those upper class students if they yes. wanted to um, enjoy a little bit more independent type living with their own shared bathroom. Yeah, so in those suites, just to share about that, so the six-person suites have the two bathrooms and then two showers. For the four-person suite um, on the corners, there's only one bathroom and then one shower, and then on the other two on the other side of the hall. So they have two shower rooms and a bathroom room. So a little bit different, it's like looks of them for sure. So you really can like see different styles of living for sure. People set up their rooms differently mm-hmm. based on where which ones they live in. And have you lived in a suite? I have, I did. I lived in one my senior year. It was a lot of fun. Interesting. So you, you got to see what it was like to have a little bit more of that separation from the larger community a little bit more yeah, privacy for sure um in those rooms too though so there's an opportunity to live either in a double or a single um four person suites have two singles and one double our six person suites have two doubles and two singles so i was in a six person suite my senior year it was it was a lot of fun um there's also like a little common room in the suites all of them have a common room it comes with a couch and a uh, microwave so you kind of get that little extra perk you don't have to go pop your popcorn like in the communal kitchen, Mm -hmm. um, you have your own space. So it was a lot of fun, definitely living with, you know, five other people. I love the, the secret study space. Oh yeah. There's a lot of secret spaces. Um, I like to study in those, right. We, we shared that we're also students or we just recently graduated. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's right. That's something that I think, um, our residential life staff, um, can relate to, right? Um, all of us um, at this time are in a program um, or have just recently graduated from a program. So we understand, right, what it is to study. Um, and yeah, we like to find those secret spots because oh, yeah. sometimes we have to be on call, but we also have to study. Um, so we have to find those spaces that really benefit us because sometimes being at home, um, right, I just want to watch Netflix. Um, so we're able to find those spots on campus as well um, and participate, right, in just doing our homework and or tests and quizzes and things like that. 
Definitely. Now, so we talked about some safety. We talked about the on-call schedule. We talked about what what the different rooms look like, the different communities look like, and we talked about that wonderful commute time. Um, but uh, what other... Ryan, do you because I we, I kind of stole your your benefits to to talk about what the styles look like. What would be your like top benefit of living on campus? I don't know. That's a tough one. I really do think that having everything so accessible on this campus, and it's like the walk is two minutes to mm-hmm. everything. Really, we have a Dunkin' Donuts on campus, which is always a great thing. Um, but we it, there's just a sense of community that I loved when I was a student here and even now, um, I am learning so many different things now that I wasn't seeing as a student that I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I remember that as a student, I I am finding like that deeper appreciation now that I was like, wow, I had that at my fingertips this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's like the biggest benefit is that sense of community. You'll always find that, that, you know, whether it's living at Angela with, all your first year students, your community of itself, you got to create those bonds right off the bat. We put you in that building on purpose due to the fact that those are the people you're going to be with for four years. And sometimes even more, if you decide to go to a grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like that really cool built in community. I think every student that I've talked to, including my own like friends and classmates, all always talk about the fact that Angela Hall was that one space that they had that they wish they could go back to due to the fact that that community was built off right off the bat. So, and you can see that with our students, even now we just went through housing selection and we see our first year students like gearing up to, you know, get ready to have a new roommate. And they're like, well, we want to live in a triple and a quad and a suite and all these different things. We just want to live together. We want to stay together. And it's just so cool seeing that and seeing that built. Cause I had that opportunity and I loved it. And so to be able to see that, continuing is really cool interesting okay so for you it's the community the friendship you had a roommate your first year i did i did i had so um we're best friends i was really <laughs> we just went to our other best you're friend's wedding my neighbor's wedding actually <laughs> say it again you're not just saying that for the podcast oh no 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 my best friend uh who was my neighbor just got married so we oh. my roommate from my first year we went down to the wedding together. We, we've been, the three of us are very, very close, but that's that bond that like we made our first year and then we continue it. That's amazing. Um, now you mentioned housing selection is over um, and that's a separate process for first year students who do that prior to matriculating, prior to coming to college. So that was for sophomores, juniors, seniors, correct? Yes. So our first year students are going to be placed in the summer at orientation. So they get kind of placed if you have a roommate. So at our orientation, that was where I, I met my roommate. You can choose to meet a roommate and pick a roommate at that orientation. Oh, I that. Yeah. The students will be on campus for a night, which is really cool. So they get to experience campus for a night and then they'll come in August um, and be with us for a year, which is going to be fun. Um, so we have, um, so they get placed in their, their dorms, mm-hmm. whether it's random or chosen. Interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that it was at orientation that they chose their roommates, but they can also do it at random if they don't choose, if they don't yeah. meet someone at orientation. There's an Correct. opportunity, I think. I don't know if it's throughout the whole summer mm-hmm. that they can choose. Well, as we had students yeah. after deadlines exactly. and some students. So um, interesting to know. So, so that means parents and students listening right now, if you do not have your roommate already picked out, 
great. Most people won't. And, and it sort of happens at orientation. And then, and then afterwards now Kiana, um, I want to know from you what happens. Um, cause of course I hope that their roommate situation will turn out like Ryan's and they will be best friends. So what does it look like if you are entering, you know, you move in on move in day and there is off the bat, there are disagreements, there are issues. Um, what does the office of residence life do to support students through that? Um, is there, how do we fix it? Can we fix it? What does that look like? Absolutely. So there's different processes for depending, right? What class year you are. So, um, if you were first year coming in, we do ask that the students, um, fulfill a roommate contract mm-hmm. just to understand what you and your roommate, right? Um, how you're going to work with one another, um, how you're going to live with one another. What does your time frames look like? Um, so that's something that we ask that you have that conversation, right? It's also a difficult conversation, right? This might be the first time that you're ever living with someone outside. Um, it also might just mean that you, right. Um, maybe lived with only like your brother or sister and that was like your built-in best friend. Um, so having that right differentiation is something that we're aware of. Um, so we come into our first years and we ask them to sign roommate contracts. So that's sort of the first step um, as a student comes into Regis College in particular. Um, and honestly, those um, roommate contracts are something that we can pull up um, and then have a conversation with you and your roommates if you um, have continuous disagreement um, or just some questions about, hey, you told me that you wanted to go to sleep at 11. Why are we going to sleep at two in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. We get to ask those questions. So that's sort of how our first year process goes. Um, but we also recognize as you move up as sophomores, juniors and seniors that there might be those disagreements, right, that comes um, to you right within the year. Um, so there are different ways, right, in that residential life resolves some of those issues. So I always encourage, right, and the first step is always your RA. They are highly trained. Um, I'm one of those people who train them. So highly trained um, individuals to help with these roommate conflicts, right? Um, And we love to sit with these individuals and have those mediations because sometimes it's just a conversation and it's hard to start those conversations. Um, We are more than happy to start those conversations with you and just guide you, right, to try and find some resolutions, right? Um, Something that we practice is finding, right, what might be the problem and then creating a resolution for that. It is super important that um, we're able to to navigate and sort of establish both um, because we want to make sure that we help and resolve the things that you might be facing. Um, so that's sort of the first step, right? Um, our RAs, as I stated, highly trained to do that. Um, and the majority of RAs will have at least one mediation um, because, again, we're living with people for the first time um, or sometimes our life changes and um, the people that you really wanted to live with is not someone you want to live with anymore. And we understand that. Um, The second step from that um, is coming to myself um, or Ryan or any of our RDs um, if things continue, right? We are super happy to step in and have those conversations um, because sometimes um, it's just needed, right? We need to step in and we need to um, get better solutions, right? Because sometimes those mediations just don't mediate. Um, And there are opportunities um, to switch roommates. um, And then we can give you those options, right? Maybe that's looking for a new roommate. Maybe that's going and buying out a single. Um, Maybe that's going into a suite that has opened. Um, 
So those are some of the other ways in which um, RDs can also help find that roommate um, resolutions. Um, and yeah, again, something that we're not shy in doing, um, but we're always here to try and help out um, a student who might be in need. Definitely. And you mentioned a uh, roommate contract. That sounds serious, but that's a contract just between the two roommates. That's just an agreement for them. So that's how the first year process starts. Correct. But that mediation and those solutions with the RD, those are also available to first year students as well. Absolutely. Not yeah. Class. So let's say that you fill out your contract, you have that mediation. And again, like I said, the things are just not going the way that um, feels healthy, right? Doesn't help you create like a healthy um, study environment. Um, we are more than happy to sit down with you as well and be like, okay, um, we've really looked at that contract. And again, right, contract might be a scary word. I promise it's a piece of paper um, that everyone just sort of looks over and you're just trying to find the best match and find that compromise space. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can't find that compromise, that happens, right? And we're more than happy to find those resolutions to right, make Regis that better space for you. Right. Because at the end of the day, you guys want the students to be happy. And Aris we definitely, again, I don't have a job if you don't live here, right? Exactly. So I absolutely want you. And again, we definitely think that living on campus is the best sort of space for all of our students. So we want to really make sure that you want to be here. That's amazing. One thing that, that I kind of skipped over, but I did really want to talk about, what is the mission for the Office of Residence Life and Housing? Absolutely. So um, there's a couple of different spaces um, that we try to fulfill within our mission um, and residential life. So we want the student to feel supported um, and that they matter. We want the student to feel like they belong and we want the student to have fun, right? If you're not on campus not having fun, then I think we failed at our job. So those are some of the things that we hope um, to achieve within residential life. Um, and we do a pretty good job of making sure that all of those um, sort of missions and, and pillars that we have are fulfilled. Amazing. Thank you so much. Now, what happens if someone has already submitted their application to be a commuter, they've heard this podcast, and now they want to become a residential student. Um, what are the deadlines involved? Who do they have to reach out to? We would um, love to have you. If you're thinking about yeah. that, please reach out to um, any one of us, right? So our director is John Hernandez, mm -hmm. um, and that would be the main person. But let's say that you're like, okay, but I remember Kiana and Ryan's name. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely reach out to us, and we can connect you um, to John Hernandez. Um, and they would be the person, right, to be able to get you on campus. Great. There's also information all on the website about this. So we have a Res Life page on our Regis College website. So if you go onto the website and you look up Residence Life, all of that stuff is there. Um, there's information about how to apply. There's an inf information about the buildings. There's a bunch of different resources there. Yeah, and um, just for ease of use, I'll make sure that I put the link to that um, Residence Life page in the description of this podcast. So you can just click on ahead and go there. Easy, love it. And that's how you can also get in contact with the Residence Life office, John Hernandez. Um, also, of course, you can just email admission at regiscollege.edu. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have any questions about your application, just send that along. We can check whatever your status was. And yes, those deadlines are, are very flexible. I think if you submit the deposit by the deadline, you're guaranteed housing. And then after that, it's sort of a first come, first served. I think with the mission of Regis College, the mission of Residence Life, we want those students to feel supported and safe, happy on campus. And so whatever it takes to get them there is, is what, what the office will do. Um, we're getting towards the end of the podcast. So I want to know from both of you, what is your 
one or two, if, if you can't choose one, um, real tips or advice that you would give to any incoming student who has maybe never lived on a college campus before, maybe they're coming to Regis after living unsuccessfully at a different college campus, um, what advice, what tips, what tricks might you provide to those students or that little insider knowledge you might give to a family member to say, like, this is how you can support your student who wants to go first? Um, I think I have one. I have two. You have two. Great. One is very much a tip as far as if you are living on campus, mm-hmm. do not overpack. Do not question yourself. Do not think, like, you need 80 different comforters and all these different things. Mm. Um, <laughs> you will figure out what you like and what you don't like once you get here. Mm. Bring the basics, bring what you need. Don't bring your whole winter wardrobe. Mm-hmm. D- it's it's not needed. We have breaks for that. And also when you're moving out of your space, it takes a long time to mm. move out. So that's one tip is just do not overpack and do not question yourself on the things that you buy. Your room is going to be your room and you're going to learn what you like and what you don't like throughout college. So, you know, we have target and Walmart and all these different places around us and we have shuttles to those places. And in case you don't have a car, just mm-hmm. letting you know to the mall shuttle. It's great. Um, so there's like the little things like that, but definitely don't overpack. And then the other thing that I would say is just be open. We are small but mighty. And that's something that I loved about this school. I had small classes and I had a lot of individual attention. I had small residence building. I I got to learn about so many new people and meet so many new people. Embrace it. It is going to be your biggest support because these are the people that you're going to be with and these are the people that you're going to be around. And if the Dean of Students knows your face, that's okay. That's actually really cool that the Dean of Students knows your face. The mm-hmm. fact that Bridget Bonacani knows my name, mm-hmm. like, and she knew who I was coming into the position was amazing. And that's something special. And it's, it's not scary that someone in a higher up knows you. It's actually sometimes a good thing that they do. Um, and so that's those are the little special things. It's just in, embrace that smallness because it's going to help you. It's going to help you in your future. I can ask someone for a recommendation that is in a higher position if I needed it, or I can go to someone's office and talk to them. Even as a student, I was able to find little things. And my advisor was the reason why I'm here right now, because she remembered that I had interest in, you know, Title IX, which is a scary topic. But at the same time, it was something I had an interest in. And she put me in contact with Bridget Bonacani, who never did I think that I would have in contact with because she is a dean and she was in a higher up position. And so embracing those things and learning how to connect with those people really helped in my future. And, and, you know, they can help you as well. I think that's great. Yeah. I think absolutely playing to Regis and, and those supports that you get and those opportunities that you would be afforded living on campus and just being in the center of it all. But also I loved the, um, well, also I think really importantly on that residence life website, there is a list of things to pack and things not to pack. Mm -hmm. And so reference that first, but my favorite sort of dad joke that I would always say to the parents during move in and move out would be, wow, it doesn't seem like they moved in with all that stuff, does it? <laughs> or like they always, you always move back out with more than you came in with. Oh, 100%. Um, and 100%. It's, it's quite true. So just get, get creative with that space and 
reference those guides because those will be helpful. Um, great, great advice. I appreciate it. Yeah. My advice to anyone is to get involved, mm. um, especially right living on campus. You have the opportunity to try out something that you didn't think that you ever would or wanted to. Um, it also just like pushes your comfort zone, right? I think this is the opportunity to do that. So getting involved um, just helps you make that connection, not only with your classmates, um, but with some of the staff and faculty that you may have never gotten a chance to do so. So get involved. Amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you both um, for your time today. Um, we didn't even reference it, but we probably should have. Kiana has been on call this entire time. So I think it's good that you haven't been called um, for any issues or, or concerns. Um, That's typical. That's typical. I won't get a lot of calls. <laughs> That's great. Um, but thank you both for that insider information. And um, as always, this is a listener-driven podcast. So if you all have questions uh, specifically related to residence life or or anything as you're navigating your college admissions process, application process, please email us uh, at admission, uh, admission at regiscollege.edu um, with podcasts in, in the, the subject line and we will get back to you on another episode. We will respond to those emails even if we don't include you on an episode. Um, but I think, oh, I, I didn't even add this in there, but um, fun fact, Prior to me working and living at Regis College, I had never lived on a college campus before in my entire life. I think you, but you guys might have known that. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. Yes. I, I think I, I, but I always kept it very close to the vest. I didn't share. It. I didn't want to be like found out as the imposter in residence life. Um, but after seeing it firsthand, it's something that you know I wish I had done. And um, for well, those, we're students, so glad that you got to do it at one point with I us. Did, I did, and I got to. Um, enjoy the dining hall food and I got to enjoy the very short commute because now I have to drive here and it's awful. Um, hey, <laughs> um, but Weston is beautiful. This campus is beautiful. Um, and I really encourage anyone listening, if you have not seen Regis College, if you've not seen um, our residence halls in person, come to a tour. Um, come to an information session on a Friday. Those tours go into Angela Hall. You will see what those rooms look like. Um, and you can really make that that informed decision for yourself. But I want to thank Ryan. I want to thank Kiana. Thank you both so much. Um, and, and we'll see you soon.